your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheila and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheila and Zach coming at you with stats and things flapping their wings on Birds with friends. All I know is Zach said he has a game where Sheila don't read both 7,000 And I said, I'm in. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> and so the yeah, purpose of, that's what of, I, really what I needed was not to get at least one more reader. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends, a post-game podcast early in the morning on Monday, December 28th, following the Eagles dismantling at the hands of the Dallas Cowboys 37-17. to The Eagles, they needed a few things to control their own destiny to win the NFC East. They needed a Giants loss. The Giants did them a favor, got blown up by the Ravens. They needed a Washington loss to the Carolina Panthers. Dwayne Haskins did them a favor, and the Panthers won that game. All the Eagles needed to do was beat the Cowboys and then beat Washington next week, and they would reverse this uh, terrible season, win the NFC East. And alas, despite going up 14-3, they got blown out. And no longer can we pretend that this team is anything other than it was. Zach, how are you? I have a bone to pick with you. I'm doing well. Excited for this podcast. I'm curious what the bone to pick is because there's a lot to discuss about the Eagles. Well, the bone to pick, Zach, is uh, you recommended, uh, you were talking about this book. There's a monster at the end of this book. right? Yes. Uh, that has Grover on the cover. And so uh, we got that book for Casey. Um, as part of his uh, Christmas, I, I believe Santa got it for him. And I have to tell you, how did you not tell me, Zach, this book on the front cover of the book, it says Grover saying, hello, everybody. How could you not tell me that? <laughs> oh, that's 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 interesting. I did not think about that. How am I not on your mind every time you open that book? I, I don't judge a book by its cover. So, mm. OK, fair enough. Uh, all right, Zach, let's uh, let's get into this because uh, the season's over. Uh, the Eagles are not going to make the playoffs. And now we are, uh, you know, just getting to uh, play the waiting game before we get to find out what is going to happen this offseason. But I guess let's let's talk about the game itself. Uh, what what were your big what were your big takeaways about this uh, just terrible performance? Well, they started off so well, right? You know, yeah. like the the uh, the fourteen three lead, the deep pass to, to the Sean, exciting, and stuff. then uh, just just so many things that you've seen throughout the year coming up today. I, I I mean, let's let's start with the penalties. They didn't lose because of the penalties, but I think they had six false starts, right? Mm -hmm. That is, uh, that's that's crazy, and it's <laughs> it's like it's it's ever it's it's obviously inexcusable. Uh, it's sloppy. It's reflective of you can say it's 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 reflective of the coach of the preparation, um, and then like the rationale that the crowd noise had something to do with it. There was there's what like twenty thousand yeah, I mean, people there. Like, there yeah, like none of them wearing masks by the way. <laughs> but it was so the uh, penalties that was a problem. The the secondary is a major major issue in this game, and I understand. You know they're starting an undrafted rookie in in Michael Jaquette, but 
we have the receipts. You know, you can go back and listen to the pod <laughs> from cutdown day or the day after cutdown day when we discussed what are they doing with depth at cornerback, right? You know, they they cut Sidney Jones and Rasul Douglas. I'm not, and I'm not acting like Jones and Douglas are are your end all be all, uh, but uh, they've created they created a situation where they had little depth. Craig James goes down. He was, you know, they only kept four corners on on the roster. Um, they've drafted only one cornerback since 2017. That's Avante Maddox. Uh, so they were ill-prepared for exactly what has happened, which is injuries in the secondary. And that's why they were in a position where where they have an undrafted rookie in, in this game. And Like Roby Coleman stinks. He's been one of the worst players on the team exactly, this year. And gave up just a crucial, crucial touchdown coming out of the half. Uh, then offensively, uh, they 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 got out of they they abandoned the run, which I'm I'm, I'm not a run 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 guy, but going up against and down 13 points. Yeah, you're, so it's it's still it's still a game, and Dallas has a bad run defense as as we know, and they were having some success early. Uh, I didn't think it was like a horrible game from Jalen Hurts, but they were still in the game there, and he turned over the ball twice in the red zone. So that goes back to the red zone problems that have been plaguing them this year. And just curious decisions, too. They had just a completely inexcusable delay of game on a fourth and three in in the Cowboys territory. Gets pushed back to fourth and eight at midfield. Basically, it was the Eagles 49. And he elects the punt there. And then the next drive, they have a fourth and 15. And instead of going for the field goal, he keeps the offense on the field. Now, I, I understand the field goal, you hit the field goal, it's still a, it's still a two-possession game. But it's it's a uh, it's a low probability fourth and fifteen there, and there's still enough time that that points can help you. So I just thought all around for a team that was in a make or break game, uh, they they seemed to be uh, ill prepared. They were the inferior team, and I don't want to ramble here, but um, I can't overstate just how bad this team is. Like the fact that they were in contention in week sixteen speaks it doesn't speak to the team and it shouldn't obscure the fact that uh this is this is this is one of the worst teams in football yeah i mean right now they're tied for the fifth worst record in football that's that's what they are um and it is um you know there are no there are no excuses you cannot say this was a you know there were injuries got us again any of this nonsense you know, look around the league, look at the rest of the division. You know, we talked we talked about how heading into this season, the Eagles had the one team in the in the division that had a returning head coach. They also had a returning quarterback. They had their returning, you know, defensive staff. They had all these things. They didn't lose their quarterback to injury, unlike the other three teams in the division. They didn't uh, lose – I mean, they lost some players, but they should have had enough in place – to win this terrible division, like the biggest joke of a division in NFL history, and they're the punchline. It's it's um, it's pathetic, and we will find out, you know, how humiliated Jeffrey Lurie is by this season by by what he decides to do next week. And you're right, like there's you know this team is bad in every way. There it's like a bottom five offense. They them and the Jets are the only two teams in the league this season. Who haven't scored thirty points in any game? Uh, you know that Cowboys defense is awful. They're not just bad against the run; they're bad against the pass too. Seventeen points the Eagles scored, 
That's the second fewest points anyone scored against the Cowboys all year. Um, so they're bad. The defense, obviously, uh, you know, they got they had some injuries along the defensive line. That's fine. But uh, this was not exactly against type for what we've seen from them this season. They are they have been uh, like this under Jim Schwartz, where they can fluctuate. You know, their variance week to week is pretty high. They're they're uh, vulnerable to just getting dusted at times. The special teams was horrendous again. Um, like that Cam Johnston punt just was awful. One of the worst I've ever seen. Boston Scott almost fumbles away a kickoff return. Uh, and their kickoff return has been so bad this year. I think uh, at one point in the game, they had taken back 30 kickoff returns all season long. Only three of them had gone for more than 25 yards. Now I'm the one who's rambling because it's late in the, it's early in the morning. Uh, this team is terrible and it's likely to drive you mad. I don't really know where I'm going right now, Zach, but it's, it's been terrible all year. There's, as you said, there's no, there's no excuses. There's no, uh, there's no lipstick on this pig. It's, it's really bad and we'll find out what happens soon. But that Deshaun Jackson touchdown was pretty sweet. Bo, I, I will pick up right there. Um, but your audio is no, no, your audio sounds really odd to Mercer and I. <laughs> oh, yeah. does it? You sound like, at first I thought you were doing it on purpose, like this deep throat voice. And then I'm like, I don't think this is on purpose. Yeah, you, mm. you don't sound like you. Um, <laughs> Interesting. I did hear, I did hear from Rachel after the um, uh, song that was on. <clears throat> on Friday that uh, she never really appreciated how terrible my singing voice was until uh, Danucci, the backup. No, you, you, yeah, you, you, wanna... you sound like you're in some sound machine that, that, that makes your voice like 10 octaves deeper. How does that feel, baby? <laughs> that's, that's literally that's how you sound. sound. It's like Barry White's doing this, yeah. I mean, we, we've just got to we pretend we've got a different host for this show. <laughs> Do you want to disconnect and come back sure, in? Sure, I'll try. <laughs> How do I sound? Oh, this is much better. Much oh, better? Be- yep, much better. Mm. Great. Yeah, the the Sean Jackson touchdown was obviously nice, but uh, certainly is not the is not the headliner here. And when you just talk about how bad this this team is, you really hit it on the head with the numbers. The other thing that that jumps out as I was looking through it was so they have four wins this season, right? And only one of them have come against a starting quarterback. You know, they, they, they've, they've beaten. <laughs> That's pretty They've good. beaten Ben DiNucci. They've beaten Taysom. Ben yeah, They've beaten uh, Nick Mullins. Natale. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have got you going. They've, they beat Nick Mullins, they, and they beat Taysom Hill. Uh, so mm. it's, it's not as if they, the, the New Orleans win was impressive, right? You know, that, that's a good team. But Hill, uh I have a Moa Culpa on the New Orleans win, by the way. Okay. We went through that whole week and the whole aftermath, and I never once teed up Sheil with a Nolens. <laughs> right, well, so you I, can do I it regret during, and I apologize to the listeners. You can do it during the playoffs because because they will mm-hmm. be they will be a factor in the playoffs. Uh, but they they really haven't played like that impressively this season. And there are yeah, they've been awful. And there's and there's not really that 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 cliche you can fall back on where, you know, well we're we're one win away, or I'm sorry one play away, two plays away from from being sus and such. They've lost by double digits in five of these games. Uh, so 
Well, and there's the stuff, you know, there's like, you know, Miles Sanders says we're a great team. Um, you know, we're just we're just beating ourselves and all this stuff. They're not a great like, you know, sorry. You know, they've got a losing record since the Super Bowl for three years. They've been mediocre this year. They're much worse than mediocre and like enough enough living in the past. And I know that like Je- Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman deserve uh, Super Bowl leeway. Right. They deserve some leash. But if you are looking at this clear headed about like what is going to be best moving forward. They're not good. The organization, the team itself, the organization is not good right now. You are correct. And uh, for full disclosure, my my column, my postgame column, which will be up when you listen to this. When I say you, I mean the listeners, not not you, Bo. Um, but you. <laughs> uh, it Thank is you. it's about Doug Peterson and and the decision facing and the decision that Jeffrey Lurie faces here and. And you hit it on the head. There is is you're basically weighing the clear credentials that he has as a coach and and the talent that he has as as a coach. He's he's shown that uh, versus the the indisputably like tra- the downward trajectory that this organization's taking. Uh, they have a losing record since the Super Bowl, and you can make the I, I guess the bigger supporters of Doug Peterson will make the argument that this season is a blip. But the the uh, the biggest critics of Doug Peterson will say, well, really, the Super Bowl was the blip there. I mean, that was the only season of, of double-digit wins here. He's had two losing seasons in five years here. The last time the Eagles had a team with double-digit losses, they fired Andy Reid. So if, if, if you bring back Doug Peterson, then you are essentially saying that uh, that— the coaching is not the problem. Now, Doug said tonight, he, he said he's, mm. he's he's part of the solution. This was interesting. And that was the first time that Doug's really campaigned for his job, if you, if you interpret it as such, and I, I frankly did, um, and acknowledged the possibility that, that this could happen. Well, I'm not sure I, that's how I read it. Well, okay. I guess I did. I I wasn't sure if he meant like, um, solidly, like I will be here. I mean, you don't. I don't think he has that authority necessarily, unless he's been he's been given some, um, you know, guarantee or anything like mm-hmm. that. But it it's I don't know. It it sounded a little bit like that to me. It's it sounded like like what to you? Like maybe he was saying he's going to be here. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I don't know. It, I interpreted that as him saying, like, I'm, like, I'm the one who can fix this. Yeah. You know, and uh, that's at least the interpretation I had. Now, I, as I wrote my story and as I said to you on, on the phone tonight, uh, it, mm, it might have just, <laughs> that's, that's a flex that we spoke on the phone, <laughs> yeah. uh, that it might have just been Doug. Sorry, Marissa, we didn't conference <laughs> you in. Uh, yeah. It might have just been Doug minute eight of a press conference. Right. Uh, after, you know, he uh, or us minute, whatever this is, 20 it, of a podcast. It, exactly. It's his 10th loss of the season. He has his flight home in front of him. He's just he's just word vomiting, you know, and, and, and using expressions. But uh, it was the first. It, but it was something that it either seemed intentional or it was on his mind that he's that he's part of the solution here. What do you think they're going to do? 
I wish I knew. <laughs> I mean, mm. I, I, I don't want to fire a guy without like, uh, without. Okay. Well, enough speculation. What, what would you do? If you were Jeffrey Lurie, what would you do? I would make a coaching change. Just a coaching change. Oh, well, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, I, I can see an organizational blow-up. Um, I, I, I if, can certainly justify given, given the information that we have, mm-hmm. what would you do if you were in charge? Jeffrey Lurie announces tomorrow that he sold the team to Zach Berman <laughs> um, in exchange for 30 copies of <laughs> your book. Uh, I would make myself the GM, honestly. <laughs> no, I, I, oh, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh no, you know what I I I would do. I would, I would probably make a coaching change, and I would add a uh, a a different voice in the in the front office that go along with Howie Roseman. Now, how do you determine final say there? That's a that's an interesting question, and I I don't have the firm answer there. Uh, but I I I think the trajectory of the organization from. It, I think Howie's a big part of that too, and I, they really need to improve their player selection process. This is a bad roster that is overpaid. Their best talent, or no, that has inflated contracts, bloated contracts, bloated salary cap situation. Their best players are older. They don't have have enough young talent. You can certainly put that on the uh, GM as well, um, but. Uh, I I I would shake up the front office and I would have a new head coach. I'm not so sure that that constitutes a shakeup of the front office. Any any voice added, you know, what's the guarantee that it just doesn't become Howie Roseman's voice making the final call anyway? Well, that's a good point. You see, so the and GM like what, thing is what int- what real talent are you going to like, you know, what what star are you going to get to join if if he's not going to have yeah. final say? He or she? That's true. Now it's 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 an interesting year for GM vacancies because uh, there are a handful of them, right? And some you can say are, are probably more attractive than the Eagles situation. Mm. Uh, so who are you getting? Um, they who? haven't really, you know, they haven't really done this search. I mean, it's a it's it's a good question, and and I probably want to put more thought into this. You know, I, I, I tend to think, all right, what do I think Jeffrey Lurie's going to do as opposed to what I would do because it's it's not my decision to make and and there's and Jeffrey's dealing with, with more information than I am. Uh, but I think the roster's a problem. I, I think the coaching's a problem. And I, I think the quarterback issue is a big one here. And I'm, I'm not utterly convinced that, like, Jalen Hurts is, is the way to go. So there are... The the three most important roles in the in the organization, head uh, head coach, GM, quarterback. Uh, I don't have like total confidence in in really any of those right now. Hmm. But uh, but I I I I guess I, I think you can supplement. I think you can supplement the front office more than you can supplement the coaching staff at this point. If that makes well, sense. well, I mean, we did maybe learn that lesson from this past offseason. Um, and maybe that maybe that attempt to supplement the coaching staff ended up clipping Doug Peterson's wings a little bit too much. Um, I don't know. 
I I like if if Peterson was willing to you know become like a you know like a Mike Tomlin or like a former uh, Jason Garrett where he's just like the the game day decision maker and the motivator and you bring in uh, other coordinators is that enough? Well, probably not, right? Like, and and if that offensive coordinator is any good, you're going to lose him anyway. Well, I, I've I've always disagreed with with you on this point. Um, that that like if if the coach isn't calling plays, then then they're they're just kind of a figurehead. What are they doing? No, what what you're doing is is is, is that a the, position of mine? It's something you've you've said before. Right? Well, it's, when you've but spoken it's, about it's, it's, it's Peterson's role. That's like. No, but, but you said it about I, Jason I Garrett and Well yeah, yeah, Jason Garrett's an oaf. I mean <laughs> no, no, but, no, but like, I mean Mike Tomlin does a very good job at that. Yeah, like like you're you're coaching the team. You're you're being the head coach. You're making yeah. uh all 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 these decisions throughout the game, throughout the week. These are all Yeah, I don't think that's a nothing job. Yeah, that that that's like like that's what head coaches typically do, right? It was it was actually the exception back when Andy Reid came and, and, and was calling plays. Uh, so I, I don't, uh, I don't have an objection to that. Uh, now I don't have an objection to it either. I think that's a fine setup. Yeah. I, I just think it would be an awkward transition to make that the setup here with Doug Peterson, who all he loves, he, like the only thing in this world he enjoys is calling plays. Yes. Um, yeah, no, I agree. It, it, it would take an ego check for, uh, for Doug Peterson to, to do so, but uh, but I I do think that's a possibility. And I think Doug has a lot of redeeming qualities as a coach. We can we'll have plenty of time to do okay. this potentially, but I want to do it one more. I want to do one just very you know ahead of time before we even get there. Close your eyes right now. Picture the 2021 Eagles. Who's the head coach? Oof. You want to go? We'll both go on the count of three. Um, sure. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Arthur Stone. Deuce Staley. <laughs> Deuce Staley's a good one. Yeah, I, I should have said Deuce Staley, actually. I can see that. I can see that. Um, yeah, all right. I'm, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. I don't know. know. Yeah, of course. Of course we don't know. Nobody knows. So, it's, it's hard for me here, and I, I know this is not good, uh, podcasting. So... I mean, it's a terrible game. No, no one this be listening is to this podcast. Anyway. No, this is what fans want. Well, first off, I hope they're listening because we're putting our, tar- <laughs> our time in. We're taking up Marissa's time. Yeah, uh, I'm just weary of of speculating of of a coaching change without yeah, knowing. Yeah, that's it. the fun. Yeah, but uh, but this is what what people want to know, and I don't know what I don't know what direction they would go. I I, I think I, I I can see them going with Deuce Staley under the premise that. That they 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 want to keep some things intact, um, and they just feel like they needed a, a new voice, and they can hire a new offensive coordinator. Uh, I I can see them set. Yeah, I I can certainly see that as a scenario. I I don't know. I don't know. Of course, we don't know. Uh, all right, let's let's talk about Jalen Hurts because um, you know this was definitely his worst game, although he was uh, prolific yardage wise. Twenty one of thirty nine. For 342 yards and a touchdown, he was sacked three times, one touchdown, uh, two interceptions, and he also ran for 69 nice yards. 
Um, but loose with the football. Um, that fumble at the end of the game, uh, I know there's a lot of uproar. I actually didn't think it was that bad of a call. The ball started to move. Like, he started to lose control of the ball before that knee went down, it looked like to me. Yes. Uh, I thought that his knee was down, but I I, I don't have all He's the... been loose with the football. He there's, has. There's no doubt about it. And I, I, I believe that was an issue... At Oklahoma, I have to go, or in college, I have to go back and, and look at that. But Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so that's something. Maybe that, they'll hire Lincoln Riley. Maybe. I mean, yeah, he's 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 an interesting play caller. Maybe they'll hire Bob Stoops. I don't think they'll hire Bob Stoops. <laughs> Maybe they'll hire Hollis Price. <laughs> the point guard from Oklahoma. I don't yeah. think they're going to hire Hollis Price. I, Josh Heupel. He's a good coach right now. He's at he uh, he's at he's at UCF. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Okay. Where's Josh? Where's Jason White these days? I don't know where Jason White is these days. Mm. But uh, but uh, Josh Heupel's a good coach. Uh, wins a lot. Who of was games the other? Was another good player on the Hollis Price team? Who am I thinking of? Ah, uh, I, I would have to, guard with a beard. I want to say. <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. Well, uh, someone hit us with a hashtag Hollis Price's teammate. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I can Google it and find out, right? <laughs> so I, I can hit you with that hashtag after the pod. I'm getting loopy, Zach. You are. You are. You probably still have a lot of writing to go. Yeah, I'm probably about halfway, yeah. I'm 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 communicating with the editor on on this as we speak. So mm, Big Flex. Yeah, so Pete. If, he has a name. If I, I seem distracted, at, at no, it's 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 not Pete. It's our, oh, it's our you desk. desk. Yes. Oh, a guy with great initials. Out. Who you got? ZB. Oh, Zach Boyer. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So if it seems Boyer, that, Boyer. If if it seems at at times that I was either distracted or was having and hauling, not thinking entirely about the question, it's because you guys are just joking about ZBs. That's <laughs> that's what's going no, on. We were joking about, or not joking. We were debating a, a word in my lead. So. Mm. Anyways, you should get in touch with Zach Braff to see what he has to say. Yeah, now we're just playing the greatest hits because you you <laughs> because you did ZBs last year <laughs> in an earlier podcast. Um, anyways, to this game tonight. Uh, Thank you for acknowledging that that's a great hit. <laughs> uh, I, uh, yeah, I mean, does this did this game change your opinion of Jalen Hurts in any way? Did it move the needle? Did it, did it make you? Uh, I know you have been you uh, of the of the three of us. You have been more. Um, cautious about maybe Carson Wentz can still be the quarterback. Do you feel any differently about that after this game? I feel Carson Wentz can still be the quarterback. Uh, I I don't think the ship has sailed on on that. I, I think the coaching situation might 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 have a good deal to do with it. Uh, but I'm not utterly convinced that that Jalen can be the guy for you, right? Neither am I. No one's convinced that he can be the guy. Uh, I don't think anyone's saying he's like this is your this is your franchise quarterback. I think it's just that like the 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 path has been walked too far to walk it back now. And there's no there's no problem with like trading Wentz if you can get value, sure. giving Jalen Hurts a shot for a year, and then reevaluating. Or even you know the Eagles can still now get as high as the number three pick. It's possible right now they're at number six. If they lose next week. And the three teams ahead of them all win. They can get up to number three, and then in that case, you're talking, you're thinking quarterback again potentially. 
or trade or or trading back. You know, or, my yeah, or trade, but but it's on the table. True. Yeah, my focus in the draft would be trading back. Like where wherever they land, uh, uh, trade back, get some picks. I don't know. Depends. Depends what the offer is. Depends if there's a real difference maker on the board. I mean, this team needs talent. I agree. I they, that- they need blue chip talent, but uh, I think that if if you're in a situation where you know there's there's a demand for a quarterback and and, and you can move back a, f- a few spots, add a second rounder or add a first rounder next year, uh, I would absolutely do that. It's worth yeah worth exploring yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I I don't know who's going to be in charge this offseason, but I know the different things I would do if I were in charge, and uh, and that would be one of them. I would be looking to trade back. I I would be very active on the, on the trade market uh, in general. You know, I I would I would have everyone on the, on the team for sale, basically. Well, Zach, it's interesting that you mentioned you being in charge. Um... Because the Eagles were not the only team or the only person who was eliminated today, I'm afraid to say. And despite the best efforts of the entire Berman clan, uh, I must now give you the swooper sorecasting results from this game. Your irons in the fire for the first time all year. You, you, you used them all. You burned the ships. Mm-hmm. You had five. Jalen Hurts with a better QBR than Andy Dalton. Boy, Ouch. did that seem like a good bet. <laughs> Unfortunately, it did not happen. Ouch. Jalen Rager has more receiving yards than C.D. Lamb. One big play is all it took to have C.D. Lamb over Jalen Rager. Either Alshon Jeffrey or Travis Fulgham leads the team in receiving yards. Deshaun Jackson led the team in receiving yards with one catch for 81 yards and no targets after that. Uh, more than two players attempt to pass in this game. I didn't really think about this, but you know there was a chance at the end of the game that maybe the Cowboys could have pulled Andy Dalton, but did not happen. And then the broadcast shows Jerry Jones either eating something or sipping on a drink. And there was one point in this game where they showed Jerry Jones with a with a drink, and it was a it was very tense, but he did not drink it. Well, your favorite owner had uh, had that mask on the whole time, so he he did not he did not drink what was in front of him. Hmm. I wouldn't call him my favorite owner. Uh, Shield had three. A Cowboys player other than Andy Dalton attempts to pass. As we said before, it did not happen. Doug Peterson declares Jalen Hurts the Week 17 starter in his post-game press conference. Did not happen. Neither of us um, asked that question to Doug. And then Miles Sanders is the leading rusher on both teams. Again, did not happen. Bo, an Eagles cornerback. Records an interception. Darius Slay pulls it down and gives me the lead. I guess the win. Yes. Uh, and then also Michael Jaquette has an interception or a forced fumble. Um, not included on there was gives up 182 yards and is benched. But uh, So I did not get that one. Jalen Hurts outrushes Ezekiel Elliott. Ha- was happening for most of the game but did not end up happening. And also Jalen Hurts has over 300 total yards. That hits. I hit. And I take <clears throat> a commanding lead as we face uh, one week left to go. Zach, I'm sorry. Um, is there anything you regret looking back? Uh, let's 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 do this as if you're Doug Peterson. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you look back on this season, what are what are the things that are going to stick in your craw? 
Uh, a few things. First off, as and so we're talking super sourcasting here, correct? Yes. Super, okay. Because yes. uh, there are articles that would stick in my crawl as well. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, a, f- a few things. First off, I I don't think I fully grasped the 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 rules early on, mm. right? Uh, I I think I tried. Imagine a head coach saying that in a post game press conference. I think I I tried too hard to diversify my portfolio, uh, and there probably should have been some bets that I went I went more I I went heavier on early on, right? You know, mm. it's, it's you had numbers you wanted to you wanted to hit. Yeah, I I don't uh, I don't regret that because I I think that was a sound strategy, but. Even in those weeks early on, I was looking more for for value, and uh, sometimes diversification is not the best not the best tool. You know, I, th- I think it's like uh, it might have been Charlie Munger who said it. If if he had to do it over again, he would buy more Coke, right? Um, so I don't even know who that is. You know who who Charlie Munger is? No, did he play for Oklahoma State? <laughs> no, he's, he's he's was he on those James on Curry teams? No, he's a famous investor. He's like Warren Buffett's. He's he's Warren Buffett's guy. Was he? Uh, no. Was he? Would he play with Salim Stoudemire? <laughs> no, no, no. He's he's uh, he's, okay. he's 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 ninety something years old. He he's a he's a famous investor who's 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 like Buffett's partner. And he gave you the uh, he gave you the suggestion to uh, buy Apple and Amazon. No, but the I, I think that buy more Coke thing. I, I think that was in Sam Hinkie's resignation letter, mm, along with the Moa. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. I'm, I'm not familiar. That's the tree, right? No, oh. that's the New Zealand uh, bird. Oh yes. Okay. That okay. That's what it was. Yeah. All right. Oh, this is interesting. Hollis Price is the director of player development at the University of Houston. Very interesting. <laughs> God, so I, there you go. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, the YouTube podcasts are probably better in in terms of keeping us more uh, focused <laughs> in, in online. I, I, I think it's almost definitely true. Yeah, yes. yeah. I think this one we're we're deviating from the. From the septum. Yeah, from the, the storyline a little bit too much. We should probably have a more organized rundown. Mm, Quanis White. That might okay. be who I was thinking of. Quanis White. Uh, so. Oh, maybe it was Ebby Erie. Okay, there you go. Remember him? Yes, I do. Uh, mm. So, Bo, so, uh, so you've been very high on Jordan Mailata this year. Uh, I was not watching the offensive line clearly that closely tonight i was watching a lot of different things in the game i'll go back and watch the game back i'll go back and watch the game but uh i saw some reaction on, on twitter that this was a bad night for for my uh what was your perception of that uh yeah he didn't have a great game uh that randy gregory sack force fumble was uh was a bad rep jalen smith uh had a pretty dirty play where he just targeted his head and gave him a concussion that's pretty uh uh pretty heinous thing to do probably should get fined but I don't think it changes the evaluation. I mean, it's still it's still a guy who has, I think, played better than what you saw from Dillard and is two years younger. So, um, no, I would. You're talking about like uh, everybody's for sale this offseason. Mm-hmm. I would be I would be looking to trade Andre Dillard because I think there's a good chance that if you don't trade him this offseason, you totally 
like you're 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 not getting any value for them. Sure. Um, but you know that's me. Yeah. So uh, that's 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 a that's a good point there, and 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 that could depend too on either the coaching staff or or, or front office. Uh, we'll see there. Now, my other question for you with this game is: uh, the broadcast was making a big deal about the fact that it's it started to go downhill for the Eagles when Fletcher Cox went out of, out of the lineup. Uh, is is that like a uh, a correlation does not imply causation thing, or do you think one had to do with the other? Oh, I think it, I mean I'm sure it played a big factor, but I think this is like. Um, you know, you're paying you're paying three defensive tackles a ton of money, and if you can't if you can't survive a Fletcher Cox injury, then that's you know that's not money well spent, right? I mean, Fletcher Cox is a very good player, maybe the best player on the team, um, but you should still be able to stop the Cowboys' offense with Malik Jackson and Javon Hargrave in there. Um, you know, maybe if they had Casey Tuhill, it would have made a difference in this game, but that's uh, that's the discussion for. An earlier day. Yes, yeah, so I I didn't think it, the the Cox thing like like directly led to that per se. Uh, I do think that once the the uh, Cowboys just just totally committed to passing the ball, to just throwing at Michael Jacquet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then then that's when things started to turn more so than the injury. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the I think the real question is. Um, should Jim Schwartz have made an adjustment earlier? Yes. And I think the answer is yes. Um, not just in putting Jalen Mills at corner and uh, you know bringing in Kayvon Wallace and uh, Graylin Arnold to play alongside Marcus Epps. Uh, I like they're they're playing man to man. They're they're thoroughly outmanned and outclassed on the outside. I think like you know as as the, as you saw where this game was going and they were willing to let Andy Dalton throw the ball downfield. I think they should have been playing. I mean, this is this is very uh, simple and simplistic. But like, I would have been playing cover two. I would have been playing two man and daring them to run the ball because every time they run the ball, it's a win. And like making them move the ball slowly downfield because mm-hmm. um, you know don't they 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 were getting killed on the outside. So you are absolutely. I don't correct. think I, I don't think that's a I don't think that's a an unfair criticism of Jim Schwartz in this game. And I think this is, this is something that, you know, for he, I think um, in some is a, is an above average defensive coordinator. I think he does a good job making the most of what he's given, but he has uh, at times he, he is slow to deviate from the game plan or the septum. <laughs> yeah, that's look, that's fair. And, uh, and this, this situation with the secondary, it's it's been going on for a few years now. They've hit now they've had a, a lot of success with it. But did you hear by the way there was a point in the broadcast where Jonathan Vilma said Jim Schwartz told them in the meetings that like basically Andy Dalton has never seen a check down that he didn't like and uh that like he's he's not a guy who's gonna beat you downfield. It was as if like that really was their game plan. He was daring Andy Dalton to throw the ball downfield, and he told them about that ahead of time. <laughs> I I did not catch that one. I, I I caught the one where he said, "Don't get mistaken, Doug Peterson's committed to the run." Or yeah, that was funny. Yeah, yeah I didn't think Vilma was uh, was all that great in this game, but I mean, he was talking about running the ball and uh, kicking field goals when you're down 13 <laughs> points. But sure. Um, but I I thought that. Uh, I I harp on the corners because clearly the corners are a problem, and I 
I, I don't fault Michael Jaquette for that. Uh, you know, I, I think this is this is a roster building thing. Definitely. It's not Michael Jaquette's fault. Yeah. He's I mean, he's done better than anyone could have possibly expected given his in uh, and you know, the way he came into the league. And Darius Slay makes his one big play, big play Slay, and then the Eagles come <laughs> out and, you know, false start, exactly. penalty, penalty, like they don't they get nothing out of it, which was insane. Uh, and then Darius Slay is like on Twitter uh, tweeting about what a good play it was after the game, even though the team just got eliminated from the playoffs. That's good stuff. <laughs> but I, I I actually think that uh, on the cornerback situation, so he's used to, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's used to not being in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think we were fairly on on point with that. We had different opinions on on Slay and the Slay acquisition, uh, but I think we acknowledged that. Like just getting Slay is is not this panacea for the secondary, right? And I think we've seen and, that this year that they were just so committed to getting this this number one quarter this number one cornerback that they did not um, they did not do enough at the other spots. Number one and number two that Slay, in my opinion, is a really good player who has played at a high level. But if if you get a B-level cornerback, let's say, and you still have that third and that fifth-round pick, maybe your roster's a, a little different there, right? And you have a little more optionality at the position. Yeah, and listen, like, I I acknowledge that there is a connection between, you know, what the offense is doing and what the defense is doing. You know, if, if the offense is not uh, going three and out and turning the ball over and putting the defense in bad situations all season long, then then maybe the defense does a better job. But the truth is... The defensive line, the way this team was built, the defensive line has been good. They've got the most sacks of any defensive line in football. Darius Slay has played, and they're a bottom third pass defense by DVOA. And, you know, DVOA is taking those things into account in in game situations and stuff like that. It's And pass defense is what matters, and they've been bad this year. So, yeah, like they spent their offseason money trying to address the secondary. I mean, we've we've had this conversation a million times. But obviously, that was a mistake. Yes, and and that goes back to to either the front office or to Jim Schwartz. Uh, you can say both of them, right? I, I I I imagine they all had a little say in or a lot of say in, in in what was going on with that secondary. So that's number one. And then the other thing, the the polarizing decision that I also think we were. Uh, uh, I'm not patting ourselves on the back here. We got a, a lot wrong. But something that some that appears to be a concern is we're we're 15 games into year one, and Jalen Rager does not look special at all. At all, right? He like he just at looks, all. He looks like a guy, you know. He 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 looks fine. Yes. Yeah. You know, and listen, they need guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like he looks like he a looks guy like who's going to pop and, and make some plays here or there. But when you just look at at the importance of that pick. And the uh, the yes, what that could have been, it's it's a major concern. Yes, that was a bad pick. It, it, now it's that's okay. They're getting a lot of effort. <laughs> you know, they're getting a lot of impact from their third round pick at least. But but the thing I'm I'm curious about too is, and I I I, I don't know the answer to this. They've they've shuffled wide receiver coaches, so so clearly they've seen. A problem in identifying talent and developing, ta- or or I shouldn't say identifying, developing talent. But uh, when you see what what Nelson Aguilar is doing with the Raiders, 
Now, Nelson clearly needed a change of scenery, and, and he was productive here. I have for, a hard time getting years. involved in the Nelson thing, but go ahead. But but my my point being is is that perhaps there's there's something with the Eagles in terms of developing these players that is also the problem, or the, or the way yeah. they're 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 used in this system. I think that's probably fair to say. You know, um, I, I'm definitely not getting into the Matt Collins thing, right? Like that. I don't buy that, but I, I what a throw that was. But I, I, I think what you've seen from I Nelson. I just think this like year. no, I think Nelson is a mercurial guy, and I mean, there's definitely like the Eagles are at fault for some of this, mm-hmm. um, for not getting the most out of him. But he was bad for three years. He was bad for like five years. So he had one good year. Um, I don't really, I certainly don't fault them for moving on, mm-hmm. and you know, good for him. But but the reason I I, I bring up Nelson is because. Like Jalen Rager's rookie season is is kind of reminding me of Nelson's rookie season, mm. where uh, you know there's there's some injury in there, uh, there's these signs of potential, there's but uh, and and then there's all these rationalizations why it's not working. But at some point you look at it and 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 you say it has to be incumbent upon the receiver to make plays, and he's he's not making enough plays out there. Yeah, and that throw, that post, uh, you know, it looked like it, it looked like a bad throw, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that it was not a perfect throw. But it did also look to me like Rager was a little bit at fault there too, either not getting his head around or, or um, not not uh, keeping it skinny enough. I don't know. It just it, I, w- I wanted to see a different replay of that. I look forward to the all twenty two on that because it looked like that was that was not a great job by him either. And and the reason I, I, I Eduardo Nahara, remember him? Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, yeah. played for the Mavericks. Um, he played at Oklahoma, obviously. I know that's why you're bringing him up. But mm-hmm. uh, no, the reason I, I mentioned the Rager thing, and this is oh, that makes sense because because Kelvin Sampson is the coach at Houston. Yes. So exactly. Hollis Price, that's the, that makes sense. Exactly. Right. That's the connection. I'm, I'm, I just I'm, put that. Together. I'm glad we're putting this all together for our, our listeners at, yeah. at 107 here. Uh, but uh, the reason I, I bring up Rager, and this is not a conversation we need to have now because we we do have like six seven months to fill before <laughs> they they play a game, before they play oh a, a meaningful game again. Actually, longer than that, nine months. I can't before. believe next week's going to be a <laughs> Sunday night game, Zach. <laughs> but, what are they doing to us? But uh, but how many like under twenty five ta- uh, players do they have here that you see as as building blocks yeah. going forward? And uh, that's my biggest. There's two. Yeah, that's two good players. That would be my, my biggest concern with this team. And that's the biggest indictment on on Howie is is just that they have not restocked the cupboard whatsoever in these past three years. There's two good players who are who are young and definitely gonna be here. Josh Sweat and maybe Jordan Mailata. Maybe I don't know if and Josh Sweat's maybe, definitely and, gonna be here. And Derek Barnett if yeah. they find a way to sign him. That's I mean, if 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 you sign, I'm not even Barnett, talking about like great players. Yeah, like those are good players. If if you sign Derek Barnett, um, I don't know if you're signing Josh Sweat, right? Um, well, don't don't they have another year to decide? Yeah, they have a, another year at, after this. But if, yeah. if if you don't sign Sweat to an extension this offseason, it behooves him to go into free agency, right? Well, I mean, there's a path because if they trade Wentz this offseason, mm-hmm. then then all of a space. sudden you're looking at having yeah. good, sure. uh, reasonable cap space the following year. You could do an extension with Sweat sure. during the season. You could get yeah, sure you could, 
But I so I I I did this even this, before the season with a deal that doesn't kick in until the following year. I I did this this mailbag last week, and one of the questions was flex. Yeah, flex. Um, I I, I enjoy doing those. It was my first I've done this season. I, I really like to know what's on the mind of the uh, readers. But mm. uh, I, one of the questions was if you're buying a Christmas gift, uh, if if you're buying an Eagles jersey as a Christmas gift, who would you buy? And mm. I said there isn't comp- like for a few years there. You said you buy Carson Wentz because you're confident he's going to be around long enough. And I, I I said there's no one on this team that I can say with conviction is going to be on the roster five years from now, like not a single player. Five years from now, yeah, that's a long time. But usually you can say probably Jason Peters. <laughs> that's true. Uh, no, I I said <laughs> you should Sudfeld. buy I said you should buy a, a, a Kelsey jersey, you know, because like that won't go out of style, right? Yeah, Kelsey and Brandon Graham, like you know those guys, they're not their their uh, legends are not. Fading in any way, yeah. Uh, but point being, like that's yeah. That's there's no, I mean, there, yeah. There's no one you can you can say for sure is going to be on the team in three years. Exactly. Well, well, I I mean, I think that. I guess Rager will be under contract. Yeah, Hertz would be under contract if you're not trading Hertz this off season, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we've learned that quarterbacks are true. Uh, tough to predict. Okay. I mean, I, I I don't think we should do the obituary on the season tonight because we're we're gonna have all of January. To yeah, do we got a lot of time to go. But but there are so many of these issues to revisit that it's 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 gonna be interesting. Anything else from the game? I mean, it was crazy. It was crazy that they they looked so good in that first quarter. They go right down the field, awesome touchdown drive, then one play, eighty-one yards to Deshaun Jackson, which was just vintage. He Deshaun looked great. And that was it. I mean, they moved the ball. Yeah, you didn't give me your hurts take. You didn't give me your hurts take tonight. I addressed mine, but yeah, I was disappointed. I was I was disappointed. Uh, the the turnovers, the the, the fumbles are really bad. Um, you know, those the interceptions were bad throws. But he's trying to make something happen at the end of a game when when you're down. Yeah, but, but I guess the one in the end zone was the one was in the end zone. That's not really defensible. That's at what all. third yeah. and twelve there. Third and yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that, so. Um, yeah, you're still in position to, to score. But, you know, you're not evaluating Jalen Hurts as, like, is he a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback right now? You're you're trying to decide what the upside is. Um, no, but... And, he, you know, he's talented He's talented as a rusher, and I think he, uh, he made some good throws. I don't know. Do you think Deshaun Jackson plays in this game if Carson Wentz is still the quarterback? I tend to think no. I I think yes, but... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think Deshaun wanted to get back, right? Yeah, but I think he wanted to get yeah. back to play with his guy he trained with in Florida. Sure. I mean, I. Th- it's just a total, total speculation. I, I think Deshaun wants to put tape out there. If, if, if Deshaun doesn't think he's, he's finished playing, then he doesn't want uh, the, the last tape of him to be, you know, the, the what the four games, five games he played this year before tonight, right? You know, if, if. If, if that was so vintage, that was <laughs> it was like um, it was like an uh, it was like a, a a surprise appearance in the Royal Rumble by an old wrestler who comes in and like hits his spots and looks great and then just disappears, it gets eliminated and, and mm-hmm. that's it. But boy, was it nice to see him, uh, you know, look in his prime again just for just for a flash. And that's gonna be en- that's gonna be enough to get him a a, a contract somewhere this off season. Yeah. yeah. He'll get, he'll get a deal. Yeah. Probably with the Eagles. 
Yeah, could you imagine if if if, if they ran it back? If they said, you know, this was... Imagine they run it back with everybody. Yeah, but, well, I, I mean, like, after the uh, lockout year, they were like, well, the lockout really messed things up. It was it was hard for yeah. the team to come together. You know, we're going to have a full offseason. Um, and the lockout year was was before the 4-12 and 12 year when it all collapsed, right? right? Yeah, it was 8-8, eight eight, yeah. Exactly, so... But they won the last four Yeah, years. so if, if they're, like, uh, a COVID... You 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 can't really judge things off off mm. this year. We didn't have an off season. We didn't uh, really I, I get to have that team camaraderie. Uh, let's evaluate them in normal circumstances, right? Like, could you do, could you imagine if they ran it back? Yeah, I can imagine it because it's it's it, not that it's I what mean, you're used to around here. <laughs> well, I don't think that's what they're gonna yeah, do. I agree, but I think it's not. I could see them running it back, uh, you know, like Dave Phipp is the sacrificial lamb or something <laughs> like that. You make a couple other little tweaks yeah. on the coaching staff and you bring in a guy to the front office and it's and there's a very serious, like, this is not acceptable in any way for this franchise. Uh, but, you know, we, we know that the best organizations uh, are patient and, you know, we think – we think we have the infrastructure. We know we've this this group has proven it can win a Super Bowl, um, and they deserve you know they deserve a little bit of leeway. I don't yeah. think that's I don't think that's insane. Yeah, I I don't either. Nor do I think the the uh, the Deuce Daly theory of we the, the, this was a bad year, but we like the infrastructure that we have. Um, you know, we really like Deuce. Uh, well, listen, the truth is, like. You know, they're, they're one of the worst teams in football this year, yes. right? But the truth is, you know, in the in the grand scheme of things, this has been one of the better organizations mm-hmm. in football yes. um, over the last five, ten years. Um, and Jeffrey Larry should be proud of that. And there is, a, I think he values, there's a lot of, um, you know, for lack of a better word, like phrase, like, you know, the Eagles way. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there is, I think there is something he values about, um, you know the structure of the organization and, and the the way they go about things. So I, you know, I don't think that he has the appetite for like a total, complete, you know, start from scratch teardown. But um, you know, I think there are there are options internally, and and who knows who knows how what you know. He, he again, he has more information yeah. than we do, but I think he does value like uh, we are one of the better organizations. I don't think he's I don't think he's like looking and thinking this is the Browns or something sure. like that. Yeah, and, and and I think that what he's trying to figure out is... No offense to our Browns <laughs> fans listeners. No, and the Browns, look, they were dealt a tough hand today, but uh, I have confidence in their offensive line depth that, that, that they'll be able to figure out a way going forward here. Um, you think if it had been reversed, if it had been the wide receivers played, but the starting O-line got wiped out, they would have won that game? Um, yeah, potentially so. They have good depth on the O-line. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but I I think Jeffrey Lurie is gonna try to identify what's the problem and what's the symptom of the problem, right? You know, because you don't want to just make a move for something that's symptomatic. You want to make a move for the problem itself. Yeah, that's true. But you you can also if you're not if you don't have to be so precise, maybe you remove what all the possible problems true. could be. So that way you're getting rid of the problem either way. True. True. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> well, we'll have a, a lot of time to talk about that. So. Okay. 
that Jalen Hurts uh, lowering his shoulder play in the beginning of the game was fun, even though he stepped out of bounds. <laughs> I thought we were, we were wrapping it up there. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, just looking at the, yeah, uh, yeah. No, that that was a nice play. You don't have to answer that. No, that I mean, it wasn't even a question. Yeah, that was a nice play. I agree. I hope that people have stopped listening to this episode. I hope they don't, and I appreciate all our, all of our listeners. Uh, looking through, looking through. Ty McGill played some snaps. My boy Joe Batchy got on the field. Uh, okay, yeah, that's all I got. That was a pretty. Did you see the clip of that hit by Jalen Smith on Jordan Mailata? I see the clip. Yeah, that was going around on Twitter. Uh, no, I did not. Pretty dirty. Pretty dirty. Just open field. He just like jumps and tries and and, and like just directly into his helmet. I'll, I'll check that out. A little forearm shiver, I think it was. <laughs> forearm. That was a forearm shiver that I just gave you. Did you get it? I did not. No, I just got. Mm. <laughs> I did not. No. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, Zach. Well, I hope you. I uh, hope you do some Hollis Price research when this is over. <laughs> sure. Uh, why don't you set the scene for the next couple days? Yes. Yeah, so. The Eagles have a week that's meaningless to them, not not meaningless to the Washington football team. Uh, but they will talk to Doug Peterson on Monday. We will talk to Jim Schwartz and Dave Phipp on Tuesday. And the Schwartz and Phipp thing, uh, well, the, well, the Schwartz one is always interesting because the Week 17 press conference, Schwartz is asked. Could be our la- this could be our last time to talk to Jim Schwartz. Well, so, so Schwartz has always asked these big picture questions you know about the defense <laughs> right. and he does the same thing saying, this this is yeah. this is year five for four years this has happened <laughs> and he's like he's like you know uh i'm sure we'll get together during the off season to discuss that my my focus is all on you know the he'll, he'll he'll say washington but he i'll tell you guys that after the it, yeah next week next exactly week. but he, he does not talk about it and and then he we never get to talk yeah, to him again and, and so then what happens is we talk to him in June during minicamp and like the first two questions will be about the previous season and he'll be like oh, I've, <laughs> I've moved on from that <laughs> and so it's like you can't do any move. you can't do any evaluating of what just happened because I guarantee you there there are, are going to be big picture questions and he's just going to be talking about preparing for uh, Washington so so that will be Tuesday uh what a veteran move that yeah. is and then we'll get players Wednesday, Thursday, Friday here, and all going to be big picture questions. I assume they're very excited to uh, discuss. Uh, the game got flexed to Sunday night. So, Terrible. <laughs> just the worst. So you have to wait a little longer for this miserable season to end and for this intriguing offseason to begin. And then all eyes will be on, I guess, Monday of next week. All eyes and ears to figure out uh, what the next steps are with the Eagles. I, I don't anticipate anything happening this week, I, I I think one way or the other, I, I don't think there are going to be assurances about the 2021 season. I don't think there are going to be decisions about the 2021 season. Other than the draft pick, the other uh, very small thing up in the air now for the Eagles is who they will play next season. Those those two uh, other games, those two third or fourth place games, the Eagles right now are in fourth place. But if they win <clears throat> next week and the Giants lose they'll jump up to third place. So that means either a trip to Detroit if they stay in last place or a trip to Minnesota 
if they jump up to third place. And then a home game against San Francisco looks most likely. Uh, although if they jump up to third place, they'll be playing either Arizona or the Rams at home, depending on how things And then the news there. came out this weekend about the 17th game. There is going to be a 17th Next game? Next season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the news came out this I missed this, that? Yeah, it's going to be a 17th game, <clears throat> and it's going to be uh, uh, someone in the AFC, in an AFC, well, across, uh, a cross-conference opponent that finishes with the same record in a division. Oh, I'm sorry, not the same record, the same spot oh, in the standing. So, that was a, that's a finalized thing? Uh, it's not official, but that's what's going to happen. Yeah, 17th game. Mm. Well, that's dumb. Why? And, and and then they're reducing the uh, the pre they're reducing the preseason. Yeah. So this is from the NFL Network. Yesterday morning, the NFL is planning to expand the regular season to 17 games in 2021. Um, and uh, mm. yeah, and, and and the preseason will be cut to either two or three games. There you go. What are you rooting for, Detroit or Minneapolis? Minneapolis. Yeah, really, probably fair. I really like Minneapolis. And I, I like Detroit, too, but a fan of Minneapolis. Minneapolis gives you a natural tie-in to uh, sell some books as well. That is true. But, uh, yeah, no, it's not. That is true. Okay. Also, it's a All great right. stadium, as, as, as we've established. That's true. I've never been to Ford Field, though. Oh, I've, <clears> I've had... Uh, I had a memorable Thanksgiving at Ford Field. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you poor thing. Okay, uh, sorry to everybody. Uh, you know, what are you? We will do? do better on Wednesday. Sometimes you play like yes. the. Sometimes you play like the Eagles, and sometimes <laughs> the Eagles play play like you. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, for Zach and Sheil and Marissa, thanks for listening to this episode of Birds with Friends. Our deepest apologies. And we'll be back at some point this week. We'll wait and see what happens. The Eagles season's over, just as it was when they uh, decided to punt to tie back in week three. Thanks for listening. Remember to uh, rate, review, subscribe. I'll do, I'll do all, all that good don't stuff review on this Apple one, Podcasts. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, don't review this one. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Things are going gangbusters over there. Uh, you know, get in touch with... Uh, record labels to see if they're willing to put out Danucci the backup QB. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. As always, we love you.